Are we recording now? I thought you were. Was your phone on silent? Yeah, do not disturb. I thought you were going to record it because. Do you want to have that pattern? You do it, I do it, you do it, I'm going to. I'll do it. Hey everyone, this is the Hoping Mom and Dad podcast and we're on episode three now already. I'm Becky and this is Buzz and we're here to talk to you about where we are in our journey and talk to you about all things trying to conceive. Uh, so yeah, episode number three, sweet number three, uh, we just, not too many things have changed for us really, but we've mm-hmm. had a few calls to people and sort of done a bit of, re- I say I, that's n- nothing is done by me, uh, it's Re- Rebecca. Well, that's not true. <laughs> well, I just turn up and go, go where I'm needed and stuff. You've been is... on the phone. Produce the goods, don't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, well, we've got, what's the, what's the update for week three? Um, so it's been quite a quiet, it's been quite a quiet week, really. Um, actually, just today, the Wales Fertility Institute has updated their status for COVID and how they're going forward. And I have reached out to the Fertility Network UK charity, um, which support everyone going through fertility issues um, with what's going on with them, basically. And they provide like um, information and web webinars and stuff like that to help did people you, go on. You did a webinar this week, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. It was, um, I'm, they're all into the different regions because I think it's a huge charity. And I did a webinar with about egg quality with uh, a host... They had on a special guest from the um, Cardiff CRGW, which is the Centre for Reproduction and Gynaecology Wales and West, I think. Mm-hmm. And they had on a really cool doctor called Dr Amanda O'Leary. Yeah, what, what was she talking about? Like, what was the name? So it was all about egg quality, basically. Um, and one amazing fact that I learned is that um, for women, when they're inside their mum being grown, by week 20 of the pregnancy, women have all the eggs that they'll ever have made in life. And I think, so you start off with something like two to three million eggs. So in- what, women that give birth, when like women in general, when women are 20 weeks old? When women are 20 weeks in gestation before they're even born. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like a human thing, human yeah. person. Embryo. Embryo. Fetus, yeah. So say, for example, you had... Uh, you had, you were pregnant yeah. with a girl. At yeah. 20 weeks, that, that girl inside of your body would have all the eggs that she would have for the rest of her life. Yeah, and I've talked about it a little bit with my mum and Ali before, my sister Ali. And um, we were saying that Poppy's been inside my mum because mm. theoretically, Poppy, who's our niece, um, she was one of those eggs inside Ali. Mm. And, and those egg? eggs were inside <clears throat> mum. How many eggs do you get? Well, uh, so it's said that at 20 weeks, you have the most eggs you'll ever have as a woman, and that can be between two and three million. But then, like the the drop off is amazingly fast. So, so at 20, like when you're 20 weeks in gestation as a woman inside another woman's body, how trippy is that? It's a bit matrixy. Can't really figure that out, but yeah. So, you've got two to three million eggs. And then when you're born, I think it's already dropped off between one and two million, mm. something like that. And then by the time you're 11 to 12, when you might be starting your period, it's dropped off to like half a million. Mm. And they haven't even been releasing as eggs do in the menstrual cycle yet. Yeah. So they... They can't use them, can they? You couldn't use eggs from people that were pre... No, because they wouldn't be mature, I don't think. Mm. Pre-pubescent, you mean? Yeah, like the eggs don't work. <laughs> Harvesting. 
<laughs> no, but they wouldn't work. No, I mean, like, no. if, you know, like, we watched, we talked about that uh, Children of Men film, you know? Yeah. Like, where, like, humanity is, uh, and there's some real parallels to, like, the use of plastic and things like that. Some scientists yeah. are sort of theorizing their fertility rates are dropping off. Like, Have we really. talked about that before on the podcast? No, but I don't think we know enough about it. No. Like, but... we probably need to know what we're talking about. Yeah. But basically, fertility rates in men are dropping rapidly yeah. and uh, some scientists are kind of theorizing that uh the use of plastic and things like like there's probably loads of stuff as well but plastic is a big one yeah uh, mobile phone like that's the thing yeah apparently. um i don't know how comparable it is but i know that there's like pods of whales that have seen um that had fertility problems if um there's a particular pod that like goes around um the um, Atlantic Ocean and around the North Sea and stuff, and it comes down Scotland and past Ireland and stuff, and that pod is like dwindled so much because the fertility rates have been affected, and they think that might be because of plastic. But again, mm-hmm. I don't have a clue yeah, about it. Talking shit, we don't have to talk about. <laughs> um, yeah, so you did your egg, uh, egg pod, uh, egg webinar, class. egg class to see what's good, <laughs> and what did you kind of pick up from that? Um, so basically. There's a few things that you can do to kind of support eggs as they mature and come out of your follicles on your fallopian tubes. But a lot of the time, like, you can't, you can't, it's not like um, with sperm. If you have a low sperm count, you could, there's numerous ways you could improve the count. There's no way. Sometimes it's genetic. Yeah. You just have a low count. Yeah, yeah. 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 But um, with egg quality, you can't increase the quantity of eggs, but you can possibly affect the quality of them as yeah. they form into embryos. So, is ba- a bad quality eggs like a big issue in general in infertility scene? Like, is that a big yeah. issue? Is what's the, so the is it the main reason for infertility male infertility? No, I don't think it's the main reason. Yeah. I think it's a big factor. I think it again. We're not scientists, and we don't actually no. we're just talking shit just yeah. randomly. No, discussing stuff but something we'll probably look into in yeah, fact we've got people that might turn up mm. we've got we've asked people to come on and uh, share their science yeah, yeah so hopefully they'll come on but i uh, think do you know what the main the main reasons are for infertility well there's loads of reasons why there's um Remember, like the biggest unexplained ones. infertility probably quite a big one mm. um there's women's issues with um sometimes women might not ovulate so they've got eggs but they're not ovulating so the eggs aren't releasing every month um there's other things like pcs uh, pcos and um and triosis um and then obviously like so some, women's stuff like yeah. women's physiology yeah. yeah and then there's male factor as well which i don't know but i'm sure i've read somewhere that it might be one in three of cases of fertility cases but that's quite a lot yeah mm. yeah um, so I did make some notes because what was the question you asked me? Just drop the uh, it doesn't matter. We keep going. What's, what's on the notes? It was about um, egg quality, and you said um, so. Basically, is it a big issue? yeah, egg quality. What have you learned? So I've learned that when they collect eggs, um, they'd say. So, so is egg quality um, a big problem, or is it a kind of? Is it a quite a, is it is it quite a small problem in the general fertility scene, and it's quite a niche thing? Or I don't think it's a niche thing. I think obviously egg quality can affect every everyone whether they're experiencing fertility issues or not, and you can improve them whether you're experiencing fertility issues or not. So if you're just too you are a bit of a swat. You like 
I think with anything infertility, you're just obsessed about it now. No. And you just keep going. So, yeah. Like, so, no, but you do. Like, because I think you, you came back and you said, um, some of the diet stuff that you told me, I was really surprised with yeah. because, like, again, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I like to keep, you know, I quite, I like to keep informed of, like, diet and nutrition and things like mm-hmm. that. And I'm always asking people who are qualified to, but some of the tips and stuff that your the woman told you about women, I thought, wow, that's different. I didn't, I've never really heard of that. And especially the red meat one, she said to, to not, you, maybe this is the way you explained it to me, but you said, like, she, Red meat's like a not a good thing, but I thought she didn't say it's not a good thing. She said it's um, maybe go. It's the way you explain stuff. You yeah. said to me, "I'm not eating red meat. It's too much. Red meat's bad. Can't do no, it. She it's said, bad eggs." I think she said that um, when you eat red meat, and this is across the board from do- doctors like that I've seen throughout mm. my whole life to do with my thyroid as well to um, prior- not prioritize red meat and maybe only have it. Two well, you to need three to get your iron though. That's for women. They're normally iron deficient more. More so than men, yeah. And red meat is iron from other sources, like tuna. It's really hard to get. It's again, I'm not a scientist, but from the people that the conversations I've had with people like that, they told me that, like, basically, if you don't eat red meat, it's supplementing, yeah. But most people who are um iron deficient will be on supplements because they might be anemic, Mm. and I know all the vegan people are excessively tired all the time, yeah. So you know maybe, about it. Maybe we haven't got enough iron in our diet now, so I'm pretty tired quite a lot. <laughs> I think that's just lethargy because it's locked down and we're a bit like, oh, zombies. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So, um, yeah, air quality isn't a huge issue for everyone, but it, it can be changed and you can theoretically improve the chances of your eggs turning into embryos when they meet a sperm. Um, uh, yeah, this, this is the thing that I wanted to, like, and this is the thing I don't think people hear about a lot on infertility podcast but to me we've got a problem with my low count and mm-hmm. like cool so we just do the science they get the thing and from what i understand it's you know they've got good mobility so we're good to go but I, i've kind of just got that's what we're doing just gotta wait now wait 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 all i do is wait 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 wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> but like you look at articles and egg things and this things nothing and this things and i I just think part of me is a bit skeptical of like how much is act, like how much is it actually going to make a difference to our situation. But there's loads of um, research and you know um, trials and clinical research that goes on that that they test different variables. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying that part of me goes, ah, oh, I wish you just stop but digging into all this stuff because this stuff, we know what the problem is. The thing is, when you go through fertility treatment, IVF usually, the chances of actually conceiving and having a baby from it are more than if you would naturally, conceive yeah. naturally, which is good. But I should have wrote always, these numbers down so we could have Yeah, there's yeah. always, I have got some no, numbers. No, no, no. We there's, can't read on, we've just witnessed you trying <laughs> to read and talk on a podcast. And <laughs> it, oh my God, it was so boring. But um, if, if there's anything I can do that can increase our chances even more, because you say it's male factor, but it's not completely because of my thyroid, so... Yeah, don't... but they haven't done any tests, we haven't got any science to show how less likely you are to conceive. I think they have done research on... No, on you. No, they have done tests on me. They've, they've checked they've my said AMF, good to go. H, and they've, checked, they've done a scan on me. Yeah. And obviously I'm not necessarily good to go, because it depends on my thyroid hormone level. So they'll have to check that as well. Yeah, but they can regulate that. Yeah, they can, but it might not be ready. When when we actually get to our treatment plan, 
hopefully my thyroid levels will be ready. And if they're not, then it might be a few months before we yeah. can start again, which would suck. Like, I wonder what other couples are like with their IVF treatment. Because uh, I've never really spoken to anyone. We would love to like have some other couples mm-hmm. just come and hang out. We can do it via Zoom um, and do remotely and stuff. But I, I think we're quite different as a couple, the dynamic we have and stuff in general anyway. Because I don't give it. I don't care. I just kind of do what I want to speak my mind. And I know a lot of people will sort of pander and do things in a certain way to sort of, keep, you know what I mean? You know, you know that whole stereotype. It's not everyone, but like, there's a whole like, oh, don't do that. The wife will, oh, you can't do that. The wife will be upset. And I'm just like, no, nah, I just do what I want to have conversations and just like, hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, I don't treat yeah. you like the wife and the whole like pandering or whatever she wants. Oh, keep her happy. And I'm just like, you just, you like my friend bit, that I though, live with, that you're... I'm married to, but like <laughs> you, you like buy things for me, like treats, and like bring me tea you and stuff. Treats. So that's pandering. Yeah, but it's not. Uh, the, I don't know. If you don't change the lifestyle for me. Is that what you mean? There's a lot of. I hear a lot from other people where they're like the wife this, the wife that, and they kind of sneak around in a way. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I'm like, I might get a new bike, but I can't tell the wife about it. Either. Whereas if I wanted a new bike, I'd be like, Beck, don't be angry I think <laughs> that I want a bike and I'm going to get a bike. Is that yeah. cool? And obviously, if you're like, no, we can't do that. It's silly. I'll go, you sure? And then you go, yeah. And then I'll try and convince you for about an hour. And then I go, okay. But I've bike. seen that kind of thing from the other way when I was growing up, me and my sister and like, oh, we'd go out shopping with my mum. <laughs> and we'd go off shopping for the day and have loads of bikes in the car after going out in Liverpool. And then um, we'd get home and I'd be heading around to the boots to get the car, the bags out the boot mm. and I'll be like you've been in the boot for now yeah. <laughs> like not telling no, yeah. no but so what I'm saying is like um, I speak my mind and I'm we have that type of relationship where yeah. I don't and you know a lot of people might not and they just sort of I say panda I, is that an okay word to use I don't know panda I don't know someone in the internet I'll get a panda with that but, but basically loads, loads of people hide stuff from their wife and they have it like whereas I'm just all all out all all books are open and everything I'm just like yeah this is what we do. and if I disagree with something I'll tell you um, and I just wonder what the dynamics like with other people with IVF because different. well you know it everyone's well, different I've only, I never really hear from the guys point of view and, but to be fair the guys we generally I, I think if, if they're anything like me you try and have kids, you can't have kids, you get tested, you get your results, you find out what you've got to do, you wait for IVF, and that's it. Whereas mm-hmm. women seem to just read everything and obsess and obsess and obsess. Not in a, and I'm not saying obsess in a bad way, but because it's like a biological thing, yeah. you know? I think that's I want kids, but it doesn't, it's not like hardwired into my body. Yeah. I think that goes back a little bit to what we were talking about last week, though, that women have that constant reminder every month and you just carry on your life. You don't constantly think every four weeks, oh, shit, I'm still not pregnant. You're just like, oh, we haven't had a baby. And you know it's something you haven't reached yet, but you don't have that constant reminder, as it were. So are there any couples out there who have male factor as well? And if there are, maybe you could, like, reach out to us and get in touch at Hope and Mom and Dad on Instagram. And then maybe we could have you on and we can talk a bit about how it affects you, what you're going through. And like you said, funny stories, like, um, the only one I can think of is how you were saying the last time we went down to Wales Fertility Institute and you had to give a sample 
And it was just like four women in the room talking so, about like, they were like trying to tactfully talk to me about stuff. And I was just like, uh, yeah, but I'm thinking about the time I went with you and you wanted me to go in and I took him out. That's the only funny thing. It's a freebie. It's like, <laughs> I just, I think it's that thing like they like, knew we were going in to do something. Yeah, they, they've seen it before. They were like, the woman said, didn't she? The, the woman that was there, she just said, are you going in together? And you just went, God, grave, no. <laughs> waves of shame. Like. Yeah. And I was like, well, I thought. Yeah. Because we joked about me going in the big match with so, like, so sexy underwear. It's not, <laughs> like, it's not <laughs> fun. You don't go in there like, oh, what a treat. The pot. Anyway. I love clear plastic pots. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just boring waiting. Yeah, waiting, 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 waiting is boring. I, you know, we have conversations all the time. Probably not good to, but you know, oh, what, what would you, what boys' names do you like? What girls' names do you like? What, what about this? Yeah. If we run a harder, we could do this. And it just goes on and on. It's torturous, but we do it anyway. Can't help it. <laughs> yeah. So Wales Institute yeah, is they, open. They made an announcement today. All right. Bring it up. No. No. Yeah, well, basically, they, they made an announcement today and said that um, fertility treatment there going forward is not going to be like anything anyone's known before. So that won't affect us because we've not really had the treatment we've done yet. But they're going to be um, employing a lot more online services and like phone call. Um, I think you can deposit your sample online. <laughs> um, no. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they've announced that they hopefully are going to start treatment next month, and that will be for the patients that they're going to prioritise, like older patients probably and urgent patients. Yeah, we've already been doing the maths, and I don't know how many people. Mm-hmm. Again, we're very unorganised. We don't actually have the yeah. numbers with it. No, I don't even think we could find them. But I wanted to know how many people actually receive IVF treatment through IVF Wales. Is mm-hmm. that called that? Okay. No, Wherever. it's called Wales Institute. I'm dyslexic. Mm-hmm. The, everyone knows the whale, the Welsh is there only one in Wales mm-hmm. there's loads there's two Wales Fertility Institutes one in Cardiff one in Swansea yeah. and then there's other fertility centres across Wales mm-hmm. um, mostly private but yeah, I'm yeah. sure they'll have um, a fertility place up north in Wales yeah so we found oh they'll probably send them over to Liverpool or Manchester or something. maybe I don't know. so yeah we know that the uh, we know the Infertility Institute. Oh, wow, <laughs> the place is shut. It's opening soon. Yeah. We're trying to do the numbers. Like, well, if we were two weeks away from having our appointment before lockdown came in, how many people do you think have been starved? How many people have turned 39 or 40? We, you know, we, we aren't a clue. No. And it's horrible. We just keep trying to keep trying to figure it out and stuff like that. Um, you know, trying to just be... have to be a bit more zen. Um... <laughs> That's hilarious. Patient. You're saying we need to be a bit more zen. It's hilarious. Yeah, we do. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, Fitness-wise, I've been trying to get my... I was meant to be doing an Ironman for those many for the mind. And then all of that went out the window. So, like, I don't know. I think I might be an interesting uh, sample for the infidelity people because, like, I'm, I've got a low count. Yeah. But I'm... Generally, kind of fit and healthy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes you get a low count from adverse health things. So, 
me. I don't know. I could be healthier. I'm carrying a little bit of extra weight. But like, I, I need to lose some weight. I think I didn't realize how bad um, carrying extra weight and being obese. Yeah, in I think we both do. That's one of the things Dr. It's such a massive. It's such a massive factor for everything, yeah. like heart disease, cancer, like all sorts. She and says that um, in in most cases, even for. Uh, people who have like um uh, within the range of a normal BMI because you have to have a BMI lower than thirty. BMI is a bit bullshit if you play sports yeah, and you're muscular and stuff like that. So don't, it can be, but you should tell people to. Yeah, not but go. the NHS won't give you fertility treatment unless you have a BMI under a certain amount. You may be like a rugby player and got like zero percent. For fat. women, I don't know if they check men's, but for women, well, but she it's was probably, saying if you're not like a professional sports person. It's probably best to yeah. just take But the she boxes. was saying that um, even in women with healthy weight, if you lose between one and two kilos before your fertility treatment, then your chances of success improve. So, I mean, I've been saying since New Year that I need to get fitter, eat better. I go out every day. I'm trying like, to come out with me. You can yeah. ride the bike, I'll run. You're really Never. good, but anyone who knows me knows I'm a bit of a slug and I just prefer. I love walking the dog, but I'm very like. But even when we walk the dog, I'm like, let's go for a big two-hour-long walk. And you're like, no. Yeah. You just, I don't know. How do people convince their partners to do stuff and you will not do it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've been loving uh, Joe Wicks, though. You need a bike. A bike is a great way of, like, I said I'll get you a bike and sort a bike out for you. Because a well, bike... You just get me a bike. Well, you haven't got one, so you need one. Mm-hmm. I'm carrying on with my Joe Wicks for now. But, yeah. yeah. So, but cycling is amazing. Yeah. Because it doesn't put like pressure on your joints and stuff like that. It doesn't rack your your core and like if you're not used to running, running is the great, the best thing. Mm-hmm. But like if you're not used to doing it, then it can be really daunting and, and kind of painful. Um, but like I'm kind of overweight and I ran twenty five kilometers every day. Yeah. And I have to have a day after that. You're not like lots of people though. I think. People but I'm not are... skinny. I'm not like a like a physically. Yeah. You would look at me and you go. Like dad body, literally. I don't think I don't mean in in terms of your weight. I mean in terms of your attitude. Like you're very determined, and if you want to do something, you'll just do it, and you'll just put yourself through loads of pain to get it done. It wasn't that bad, though. No, because you're used to doing it now. But when you first did it, it wasn't good. Yeah, but no, but I didn't just wake up and go. I'm going to run twenty five k today. I'm going to I'm going to run five k, and then I'm going to do it into it. Like being stubborn and you know determined is good, but it can actually backfire a lot sometimes too. Yeah, because I could do it. I've hurt myself and gone up too much. So now I have a balance of just setting this, just set yourself go. Just yeah. go. There we go. On the podcast, you just confirmed. Becky's just said that she's going to do some running to lose a little bit of weight to help Aaron continue chanting. I reckon two 5k runs by next week. What do you reckon? Bear in mind, if I, I could do a 5k, I'm heavy and I'm not fast. And I, I used do... to do 5k, but um, I stopped. So two 5k runs. Mm-hmm. By next this time next week, yeah. And this is it's we're recording on Wednesday, going out on Thursday, but everyone else can I'll hijack the Instagram a little bit and sort of uh, motivate people to cheer you on. But because no one likes doing exercise, especially on benefits, but if we're gonna get in, into shape for yeah. our infertility, two five K runs going on next week. Yeah. Then cool. Here we go. It's exciting news, you've heard it here first. Becky yeah. is getting on the fitness train and we can all <laughs> Basically, you encourage her to do it. Yeah. Two five k's, Ben Nicky's easily done. Good small bowl to achieve. Yeah, and then who knows it? We're after. I think before a bike, I probably need new trainers. To be fair, but 
But going back to the egg stuff, you were talking about is it a problem? It's not a problem, but it does drop off like the older you are. So as you get older, it drops off more and more. And she said that there's a few things you can do, like having a healthy diet, such as um, you know eating oily fish two to three times a week. And, and or if you get non-oily fish, you put oil on it. <laughs> Obviously, any type of fish, like um, mackerel and tuna okay. and salmon, they're all oily fish. But non-oily Can't fish tuna. Be- White fish is not oily. Tuna is not oily. Mm, it can be. Yeah. What if you get a can of tuna and you add sunflower oil <laughs> into it? But that's not the right oil. Okay. It needs to be fishy. Oh, just oh, it's so boring. It's not boring. Um, it's not, but. No. Uh, the other thing that I found really interesting, which doesn't apply to us because we don't smoke, but um, smoking ages your eggs by seven years. So if you're a 32 year old woman like me who smokes, and your eggs would be that's a bit yeah what smoked all your life I don't know I just think smoking affects it really mm. so that's not good so that's a bonus for us yeah. but I know some people are really strict with their diet when they go through fertility treatment and they cut out coffee and tea and alcohol um, but she said it's okay to have like five to five cups of tea of coffee five to ten bottles of wine <laughs> yeah five or I do like five cups of coffee or tea and she said um Today. Yeah, yeah, a day, and then less, 10 units of alcohol or less a week. She said that there's been studies to show that people who cut out alcohol completely when they normally drink it, their fertility success rate is not very good with IVF treatment. So she said, So she's saying, Fuzz, don't, don't go teetotal on us. We need <laughs> you to carry on drinking. I don't know. I think um, that's, that's how I'm going to interpret it. But what I took I from like it, what you do. We both do. What I took home from it mainly is that it was really informative, really useful, and it's from the Fertility Network UK charity. And I'd say anyone, men or women, or any couples out there going through fertility issues, get in touch with them because, I mean, I don't know what I was expecting, but um, it was really helpful and all the women on there were really nice. Mm. Um, It's nice to have a support network. Yeah. So, um, yeah, get in touch with them because it's really useful. Um, Fertility Network UK, I think it's .org, and then yeah. they're on Instagram, Fertility Network UK, and I think you can find them on Facebook too. Mm. What about our other friends all across social media? Any, any news, any people, any shout-outs to people? Um, I decided to share, well, you encouraged me to share the podcast on uh, my personal Instagram, so I shouted out and said, this is what we're doing, and all of my friends have been amazing at um saying, wow, well done, this is really good that you're like talking about something that's difficult to talk about and sharing your experience. Mm. And so we've got loads of new followers and hopefully some more listeners yeah. to the podcast. What Thank about, you guys. What about other podcasts and channels that you listen to? Because you listen to them religiously and I kind of dip in and out and I like yeah. catching up. I like to know all the boss, what's going on. Yeah, I um, listen a lot is to Is it Lindsay? And... No, Emma and Gabby on At Big Fat Close Nixon. enough, Lindsay and Emma and Gabby. Yeah, yeah anyway. It's a at Big Fat Negative Podcast. What's the news? Um, well, it, like, do you want to tell people where to find that podcast? Because on Spotify. Yeah. No, on but how? Podcast, at Big Fat Negative Podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're really good. And you, like... <laughs> I love them. They're really awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a bit awkward, isn't it? <laughs> no, they got they um, good. I I like dipping in and I listen to them just sort of talking yeah. and bitching about what's going on yeah. and their daily lives and stuff and. Their That's podcast, what we're trying to do. Yeah, their podcast is really professional. They're both journalists, and they're really funny and interesting. You say that, and they have um, they have 
um, a feature from Doc Professor. We've Tim. lost you on the camera, but we're bringing you back okay. in a second. Prof Tim, I think it's called, from Oxford's Fertility. So every week they have, um, you know, a, a reproductive specialist, a gynecologist, come in and, and do tip tidbits on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, they call it. So child. What the uh, what what fertility what the yeah anyway it's good and also um I really like listening to uh, this is Alice Rose fertility life raft that's really good as well I don't know I've heard that one she's really interesting fertility life raft yeah and she's got loads of mindful mindfulness courses what were you more. just about to say I don't know I'm going all like weird yeah um, you are weird she. <laughs> She does loads of mindfulness courses that I'm actually looking into doing, Ooh. which is good. So maybe we should like let I've we, uh, 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 I'm doing the same thing as you, rather not. <laughs> um, so I've watched a few documentaries over the last year or so about the benefits of mindfulness and yoga and stuff like that, and, mm-hmm. and Wim Hof and stuff like that. It's that Netflix thing. Just Google it. I can't remember, I can't remember the actual thing, but Wim Hof, aka the Ice Man miracle human being that can control his body through breathing and cold and stuff um really eye-opening and i watched another thing called anxiety uh it's called anxiety the mind explained and that is on netflix as well and um yeah basically the physiological changes that your body goes through from stress and all this kind of stuff most people do poo poo it and they think, oh, it's this bullshit, like, no, it's just real, chill out. It starts in the amygdala. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, and it actually can have an effect on, like, hormones and blood pressure and stuff like that. So, we should um, do yoga yeah. more regularly. Yeah, well, that's what I'm doing. Adrian. Adrian, welcome to the podcast where I just say everything wrong. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yoga with APN, she's really good, she's on YouTube. Um, so, three yogas a week, two runs and three yogas. Well, I was doing it every day last No, week. no, no, yeah, but like, we're going, like it, the only we'll make I it. The because I picked up her Yeah, but that's in the past, so let's mm-hmm. make a, let's make a pact. Okay. Full fertility, now it's not, you can't, it won't come up on time. So. <laughs> and uh, um, let's make a pact, because I'm bad as well. Luckily, I can drag myself up for a run. Bye, Becky, solemnly swear. No, 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 <laughs> but we got, the thing about anything, anything worth having, i.e. better levels of fitness, doesn't come easy. Mm-hmm. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Yeah. It's something my granddad told me. He's like, you know, just turn, you just got to keep going. You just got to keep doing it. If you can't do the big thing, you do a little bit and then you add chunks on. Mm-hmm. And it, it's all about just turning up. So we can, I think it's not a stretch for us to do three yoga sessions a week yeah. at home. Why don't we do a yoga session after this? Because I got to go for a run. And then we've got Morrison mm-hmm. today. Tomorrow morning, yoga. Yeah. Couples yoga. Well, let's not be strict about the time we do it. Let's, let's just say we've got to get three in a week. Okay. Yeah? Three mm-hmm. in a week. Mm-hmm. No ifs, no buts, no excuses. And you can encourage us and tell us, you know, no excuses. Don't let us off. Next time we do a podcast next week, we would have done three yoga sessions. And Becky would have done two 5K runs. I probably would have run 50K. But... That in, maybe that's too much. Maybe we should speak to. Maybe you're over exercising. Yeah, no, I, I definitely have over exercising past, but I mean, yeah, you know, like maybe we need to check in with the fertility people about like maybe my yeah, training maybe plan. For, but maybe we could check in with them about your DM. Yeah. 
Anyway, so uh, I think we've covered quite a lot here this yeah. week. A um, couple of shouts we want to give. Obviously, go and uh, check out people uh, in the infertility kind of uh, network that are yeah. doing good things right. and better than us, like yeah. uh, Big Fat ne- Big Fat Negative. Um, Operation Fox Leo, who uh, she and Liz and her husband are uh, featured on at Big Fat Negative podcast at the moment. So, so. Go and give them a shout out. They're yeah. doing the same sort of thing. Uh, Fertility this, Life Raft. Yeah, that's another podcast. This is Alice Rose on Instagram. Um, and trainers. Yeah. And also give us some motivation, give us a good kick in the ass to get our fitness in, in, yeah. in shape because we need, you know, it helps so much when people go, come on. Yeah. Come on. So, yeah, Becky's going to do. Get fit. Two 5K runs. Woo. Three yoga sessions by next mm-hmm. week. And hopefully we'll. Um, yeah, we'll have more news next week. Fingers crossed that we can get through to the Wales from my mum of the clinic. Mm-hmm. I was getting them wrong, but we know what to talk about. So hopefully we'll get a, a phone call from them. Uh, hopefully we'll have some news about some guests, some uh, science, some scientists to come on and give some us a... Some real specialists. Yeah, some people that actually know what to talk about. Some people about uh, And then, yeah, we will back to you next week. Boom.